You're listening to another episode of the Zag. Eric Sobe here. Excited to talk with our three NLC Engage Institute directors. Allison, Sarah, and Janice are here. They'll give us an update on what happened in the first weekend with our engaged crew in January, what they're cooking up for February and beyond. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. All right, Sarah, I was chatting with Janice and Allison before you hopped on. We were talking about anything that might have surprised you from the first weekend. When you think back to the Engage Crew meeting up uh, about two, three weeks ago, anything stand out as surprising once you think about how the experience went? Mm, surprising. Okay. Uh, I was actually surprised by how focused the group was throughout the session. And I think, you know, we, we were... Um, we did everything we could in the agenda to make sure that folks knew, you know, they had breaks, they could be engaged in various aspects of the agenda. But the fact that folks were so focused and and engaged huh, um, throughout the session, that was really wonderful. So, yeah. Yeah. So for folks that don't know, the, the Engage program is something, it's in year five. We'll talk a little bit about the history later on in the podcast, but it's a chance for young progressive folks who are interested in, in development, but probably more specifically interested in kind of deep diving on policy topics from a progressive lens to to get together and and hear guest speakers and and trade ideas with each other and push themselves. So, you know, Janice, as you were working with the group to plot out what your what your topics were going to be for this engaged group. How did y'all land on the first topic and what was it for January? So our first topic was on education and we landed there. Um, what we did this year was we wanted to look at our, our group of applicants. We wanted to um, look at where their interests lie. So we have um, we have folks who are in nonprofit, who are in education, who are in healthcare, um, who are in community planning, city development. So we really wanted to capture what they're doing and give them opportunities to talk about the work that they're doing um, from a progressive standpoint and really in a way that they might not be able to talk about it um, in their daily activities, in their daily work. Um, so that's how we landed on education because it really represents um, some of what the work our group is interested in. Um, and we're also going to be looking at healthcare, which of course is very timely right now, especially with the COVID vaccine rolling out um, and talking about mental health as well. Um, as we know that this time in 2020 and dealing with COVID has been really tough. So we're talking about mental health and mental wellness and then we'll go into criminal justice and criminal justice reform, also a very timely uh, topic and um, just representative of what our fellows, who our fellows are and the work that they're doing and just giving them opportunities to talk about these topics that they know, um, but also in a way that they might not be used to talking about it. Something we've been pushing for is we're not all going to land the same place on, the, on these topics just because we all are progressives. We, we are on different parts of the spectrum. So we're really excited to encourage that work and encourage that. And I think that's what we're starting to see, especially in that first session, um, which, you know, I'll let the other co-directors talk a little bit more about, but it's, it's really exciting, uh, these three topics. And the fellows, like Sarah said, they are just ready to jump in and they have been focused. And then, Allison, you know, thinking about education as a topic, I know for me, when I joined NLC in 2010 and then being involved for so long, I feel like the things we argue about the most was around education. You had folks who had very different views on on unions and charters and equity and standardized testing and and just all the things that make up the broad topic of education. What kind of trends or what kind of things were top of mind for for the engaged crew this year as they thought about schools and thought about 
how to yeah deal with the fact that we haven't seen kiddos in school buildings in yeah. almost a year. And that was also my experience when I was an engaged fellow. And this year, we really wanted to provide some a little bit more structure in the way that we went through the education policy conversation. So we started with explaining like what's going on in the state, like the state players, and then we went into what's going on locally. And I think the materials that we provided um, actually didn't bring up these divisions as much in the conversation as we have seen in the past. But what we did was have a conversation about these topics and letting folks know that it was okay to stand on different spectrums and that we all would have a different definition of what it meant to be progressive. We wanted to be very clear um, since our since the folks that do work in education are working across various sectors, we wanted to make sure that they felt comfortable that if they supported charter schools or if they supported traditional public schools, like they felt like this was an environment for them. So we kind of moved the conversation in a way that, you know, we're, we know, we're, we know that we have differences, but the topics that we're talking today are like how we can make change on the local level, regardless of where we stand. Well said. When we come back with the Engage Director crew, we'll talk a little bit more about the history of the program, how it came to be, and what it's like now in year five. Thanks for tuning in. This episode of The Zag will be right back. Yeah, it's so interesting. You know, I, I emailed y'all before the first session with the historical context that Engage as a concept, as an idea, happened because Trump won. And so in late 2016, when we had the NLC app open in the late fall, it was, it was actually closed, Trump wins, and then there was this huge burst of interest in applying to programs like NLC and getting a bunch of progressives together so we could undo what was probably about to happen and then definitely did happen. And so Engage was a way for us to do that. So it was really interesting to have the bookmark of year five be the end of the Trump administration. Uh, Sarah, when you think about the group, did you all talk at all about that, that the context of, of Trump ending or, or kind of where were the fellows' heads at since you all started? I guess technically after Biden was inaugurated, right? It was the week of. Where, where were folks? Right. It was, yeah. it was the Saturday after the inauguration. So yeah. we we addressed it and I think seeing the relief on folks' faces. <laughs> and, and I think even for me going into this, it's like so much more feels possible with these conversations. Mm -hmm. um, so, for example, we had a panel of folks, a current LUSD school board member, someone who works in the nonprofit and grant making space, and then someone who's kind of an academic who's pushing the boundaries of, of education and what really is kind of a liberatory educational experience for students. And, and I think just having that post-Trump context, this ability to dream, this ability to imagine what we can bring into our schools, um, I felt that was pretty palpable, right? It's not just we're, we're here and we're trying to put out fires of, you know, the harm that is being done to our students, but we're really, we can pause and think about the work that has to get done moving forward to to really push a progressive agenda. Yeah. Well, it's definitely exciting for me too, to to get to this point now where engaged very much as its own own thing, its own self-aware being, right? There's, there's a vibe to it, a culture to it, a track record now. Janice, I'm curious if you sort of plot ahead two, three, four years, what else do you think engaged could become or engaged could do for folks? Oh, we, you know, um, earlier we were talking about how we framed the education policy discussion and looking at what's happening at the state level and what's happening locally. I think in the next couple of years, we can even move to what are we doing locally as a group mm. um, and, and then have some action. Uh, so, you, you know, we introduced the radical policy ideas 
Um, I think my year in 2019 yeah. was the first year that that rolled out. And um, I think, you know, the next few years that radical policy idea becomes actionable. Um, so I think that's where we're seeing the direction of this, uh, of engaged um, go in the next few years. Love it. And then Allison, last word, we were chatting a little bit before we started recording about the fact that virtual instruction and virtual trainings and meetings are still very much a thing. And I think a lot of folks that listen to this ag are always curious for, for tips and tricks on how to make any sort of virtual experience more engaging. Any any thoughts or advice or things that you've found with the engaged crew here to to keep it keep it moving, keep it interesting? What kind of things are you trying to make sure happen? So grateful that um, the engaged crew, I love this I love our nickname. Uh, we all have, you know, unfortunately, but fortunately, we all have experience on working from home and like doing retreats from home and trainings and just all these long meetings. So we're trying to keep different things in mind. But um, one thing that was great that we started with at our first session, and we think that we'll start the rest of our sessions this way, is we really took time to make sure the introduction was something that included movement, sound, and visuals so folks could feel connected early on. Um, folks were able to laugh at each other and with each other before they even got into the topics. And we saw that as something that was very important and it like broke the ice early on. So we're hoping to continue that in the rest of our sessions. We're also hoping to continue um, just time for them to connect on their own. I think that was one of the biggest things that I enjoyed when I was a when I was an engaged fellow was being able to connect with others and really see how we can work uh, together outside of our fellowship. If there was any policy we wanted to advance together, or if there was any campaigns we wanted to work on together, that was really something that came outside of the structured agenda. So we're trying to work that into our agenda just because we know that this virtual environment um, requires a little bit more planning for that. So Aside from breaks, those are the things that we're also thinking about to make sure that this goes well for folks as we finish this online. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm so glad y'all are running the show and so glad the group will get to reconvene here in a couple of weeks. And thanks everyone for listening to this episode of The Zag. If you actually want to meet some of our Engaged Institute fellows, we dropped a bunch of podcasts uh, in the middle of January, short bio episodes featuring our Engaged folks. So check those out. It's a wonderful group. Until next time, thanks for listening. Download and subscribe all the places you get your podcasts. And until next time, we'll catch you soon.